0: Welcome back, welcome back to Range Anxiety for your Sunday session that I'm actually doing on a Friday morning as a bit of a drive-along. So, as from next week, we're transitioning to uh, a whole new setup where we're going to be doing, uh, using uh, a motive, it's called the motive app uh, with a sure microphone, oh look, key not detected. Yes, I'm, I know Telstra, I know there's no key. But so we're going to be uh, doing a bit of work on our sound compression, quality, and volume, which is, for some reason, just switched really low, about 20 EpiCasts or 30 EpiCasts back, and it's just stayed there uh, ever since, despite all of our best efforts. So I'm not sure whether it's a hosting or a, a recording problem. However, um, by moving to the Shore Mic app setup, I think... I think it will be a lot better, but it's just going to take me longer um, to do each podcast. And and you know, we don't make any money out of this. You know, people are going, oh, you should do this, you should do that. It's just a way to talk about things, you know, while filling in some time and a pair of mates in the in the instance of Hobobe and myself that get together and just talk shit about cars. We're not doing this because we want advertisers. We're not doing this because we're purportedly experts. We're doing it because we can, and we're doing it, well, because it's a bit of fun. So before you get too critical, pull your fucking heads in and uh, realize that we are sacrificing our own very valuable (coughs) time for your listening. pleasure. Now, speaking of listening pleasure. Some pleasure I'm not getting at the moment is we're, we're, we're talking about getting a a third car for home. You know, we've got, um, or a fourth car, I don't know, a third car for um, her indoors, uh, Mrs. Donnan, Lisa Donnan, uh, because she's either got to drive around the edition 507, which I don't really like her driving that much because it's got, and she agrees, because A, it's an AMG, so it's a brutal, stiff, horrible, thirsty, rotten thing. And B, because it's got so little Ks on it, it'd be a shame just to like rack it up and reduce its value by running around town. You get me? So, yeah. Actually, we're driving to work at the moment. This is a really late start for me, so I had some uh, paperwork to do at home. We're actually on the roads at peak time, 20 past 8 in the morning, so... It'll probably take me a little while to, to, to travel the 26Ks or whatever it is to my workplace. Yes, I do do some. Um, before we get into the cars thing at home, uh, price of oil has come down, you know, as in all of these cynical marketing and, and advertising and, and stockholding exercises. You know, it's all about supply and demand. And, you know, some donkey, just found a couple of days ago, oh, I've got 60 billion barrels in the back cupboard of oil that I didn't know about, so uh, let's just put these on the market. See someone shorting the oil price to try and make money out of driving it down now. Do I expect it to last? Um, Probably not, but it is going to provide a little bit of welcome relief for some of the local punters around here in Australia, at the pump, we should, with the 22 cents off that the government's like shredding money on at the moment, um, it should come down to about a dollar 40 to a dollar 30 a litre. Listen to that diesel rubbish. We'll get on to diesel in a minute, but it should be about a dollar 30, dollar 40 a litre, um, and it become quite well, quite affordable again. Uh, But I think this time the oil companies uh, have shot themselves in the foot because the transition to electric vehicles is happening really, really, really fast now. And each dumb rip-off move that all these oil companies perform pushes another one and another bunch and another bunch of people away to the point where demand for petrol is going to drop. Now, did you notice I said demand for petrol is going to drop. Listen to this stupid thing. That is why the demand for diesel isn't going to drop. Because of all of these stupid big trucks dragging around all of our stupid food and clothing and whatever else it is we need delivered. So while petrol is a cynical thing and people can go, nah, I'm buying a Telstra and uh, refuse to pay for fuel anymore, uh, the big trucking companies cannot do that. They are locked, stocked, and two smoke and barrels tied into uh, the diesel price. So there you go. Uh, Don't expect diesel to come down anytime soon. Demand is high. And the oil companies, even though it's, it's a byproduct of making petrol, the oil companies will continue to gouge you and rip you off as much, as hard and as long as they can should you use diesel. Oh yeah, but I'll use a lot less of it, and you know, than a pet. But you know, when you when it's fifty to sixty cents, and it might be up to seventy cents to a dollar, a litre more expensive than than petrol. The actual use case for diesel in a passenger car, or um, general road routery and flat earthery, just refuses to make commercial sense anymore. So, if you've got a diesel. Um, and sucked in because you are going to get clipped absolutely robbed and raped because uh, industry relies on it and more fool you if you do too you know it's like not really fair is it because you know everyone moved to diesels or a lot of people moved to diesels for big heavy ugly inefficient shit boxes on um the preface that they were going to be cheaper to run and you know here we are right now in 2022 where the things are overstressed unreliable shitboxes boxes that are maintenance nightmares and the fuel's like going to be basically twice the price of petrol yeah that was a pretty fucking stupid move wasn't it when you think about it Ah, yeah, but they're going to put the price of electricity up. Well, of course. But you can make your own. You can make your own diesel, too. You know, if you, I don't know, ferment uh, dumpsters full of gerbils and add chip oil to it or some shit like that. I don't know. But the reality is you can't make it. Not, you know, not like you can make electricity by uh, doing nothing and hoping there's no clouds in the sky good that isn't it which brings me back after this uh little long-winded rant to the point of today's epicast and the extra car in the in the don household so we've got the 507 which is a big thirsty heap of shit and but a bit of nice sort of cool collectible thing no good for a daily to take the dog around in then we've got the wrangler which is another thirsty heap of shit But you can't really, I mean, it's a cool car, but it's showing its age, you know? It is an agricultural device. There needs to be some sort of middle ground there, you know? So we've been looking at other cars, or more to the point, Lisa's been looking at other cars, and no, 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 the Bentleys are, are not an option as a dog hauler. I know, I know. More fool me for even using the B word you know, and of course, you know, the thing about a Jeep is, is when you do turn up somewhere, you don't want to look like you've just been enjoying that sweet, sweet taste of your own boogers. And that's kind of what Jeep drivers are. So it's not a, you know, that kind of thing. Sorry, Jeep drivers, I am one. And yeah, they taste good. Uh, That was just for you, Tony Ambrosio. Um, Yeah, it's, it's not a great look. It's a fun look. But when you're a 40 something year old woman, it's probably not the, the best look. I don't know. So I've been talking about another car now. Lisa's got her heart set on, not the Bentley, but on a bloody uh, Fiat 500. Not the cool one with the twin cylinder petrol engine from the 60s. No, nothing that good. Instead, one of those horrible remakes, you know, where everything old is new again. Having looked at them uh, myself, uh, at least they're not one of those super-duper stupid remakes where, you know, they're the size of a ZB Commodore and the original car is the size of postage stamps. Grey matter, you know, tiny. Useless. Um, They seem to be reasonably well-proportioned. And there seem to be a lot of options, you know, like, Well well priced, quite cheap. You know they're a cheap heap of shit, but there's a couple of problems. Problem with the Fiat 500 starts with that fantastic company that lives at the bottom of the sea, Stellantis. You know Fiat Chrysler. It's like get your money, scrape it into a pile, and burn it because the local servicing here. I mean, it's good no doubt, but I see people coming out of there that can't walk anymore due to the penetration, you know, and so this is not a Fiat specific problem, it's an anything problem. And, you know, they they need to make money and that model shits me. I don't wanna pay, you know, like your average service advisor for one of these places that sits there and books you in Right, for a service. I know this for a fact, right? And you know, if you get onto online job advertisers such as Seek, you can see in service advisor positions. They overpay them, they give them like ninety to hundred grand a year to sit there and deal with the booger pickers, but then they give them like up to twenty or thirty grand a year commission, should you be able to flog shit into people that they don't actually need. So not only are you getting bent over when you buy the car, there is a a select team of professionals that are trained and highly encouraged to bend you over again every time you service the car. So to me, the Fiat 500 thingamajig, and I think we're gonna get the La Dolce Vita, you know, which is not the Abarth. Who wants some weak little car that makes out it's fast? You know, if it's gonna be a weak little car, make sure it carries the dog comfortably, not that it's a race car, because it's a weak little car, right? So we're not gonna go with the La Dolce Vita. Instead, I suggested that maybe Lisa should wait till the end of the year for a new Geely Radar ute. And that, boys and girls, went down like a lead balloon. You see, the problem with the Geely radar is that it's electric, it's electric ute. And I reckon, I mean, Geely have got a handle on this shit. You know, you ever heard of Polestar and Volvo? Well, Geely own them, right? Yeah. Um, Went down like a lead balloon. Um, Lisa is not ready to be dragged kicking and screaming into the electric car game. And like she said, I don't want to be uh, seen driving around a Volvo. 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because apparently it's not a good look. I don't mind Volvos. I reckon they're cool. Especially Robbie Frantzowicz's old touring car. Now, the 242 GT Turbo. Now, that was fucking cool. But the thought of an electric car for Lisa, sent her into... I don't know, a rage would be the right word. Um, Oh, look at I'm banked up behind trucks for miles now. I've got a road router carrying toilet paper for mad faxes in front of me. Um, And she said stuff like, I'm just not going to charge it. If you buy it, I'll drive it, but I'm just not going to charge it and you can come pick it up on the side of the road. I said, well, why would you do that? I said, well, do you drive your Jeep along and it runs out of fuel or your mag, it runs out of fuel and you, you leave it dead on the side of the road? No, is when it goes ding, 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 I just pull into the service station and put like, you know, $50 or, or three litres of fuel in it. So yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do that with an electric car. I said, exactly right, you're not going to do that with an electric car. When you come home and you park it in a beautiful undercover garage you have plug in the level two high quality charging system that i have installed in the house to charge your car off the fucking roof for free you know what the answer was no i'm not doing that i'll forget do you forget to plug your phone in no so this is just a pushback electric Chinese Volvo U it's not a particularly popular thing in my household at the moment and neither neither is the thought of I'll, I'll give Lisa a juice neither is the thought of a Fiat 500 EV which I do as well and she's right that does take away from the basic premise of that car which is a small cool car some bulbous piece of shit with a couple of Duracells in it you know I probably wouldn't go there either, particularly when Stellantis are involved because I, you know, I fancy being able to walk, uh, you know, without having room to house 64 gerbils. Speaking of housing gerbils, no, we're not talking about big pole. What we're going to talk about now is the new era of microtransactions, it's called in vehicles. This is where. The new vehicle you buy, whether it be base model or, uh, you know, upmarket model, am I going to get caught again? No, I'm going around. I'm going around on the red here. Oh, wow. Well, this is, uh, you're not listening to this, uh, St. Paul, with a truck, a road router held me up. It's always the case of the road router holding someone up, but we're going into the, listen to it. <laughs> Listen to it. Poor bloke is on his second booger. Tasty. Oh, oh. I'm not, I do like truckies by the way. Unless they're, you know, anti vax or anti ev types. Then I don't. Um, but that goes for anyone. But microtransactions, that's where every car you buy, say it's a, oh, let's just pick a hypothetical car like a BMW 3 Series. Whether It's the scratch your ass base model pack or the one with all the fruit. They're all the identical car. Yet, if you've got the scratch your ass pack and you wanna add some features like uh, heated seats, you pay 30 bucks a month. So they get you on a subscriber basis and stuff like $20 a month for automatic high beams. And my favorite that BMW did these griff nuggets they are $200 a month for a sportier exhaust note so all of you chronic self-flagellating masturbators that go on about soul and exhaust note oh god this thing's now this is why i'm playing dual in the middle of like peak hour with some knob jockey and a kenworth fantastic you on about your soul! Listen to it. Get off the fucking road, you heap of shit. Anyway, these soul people, the Ray Charles BMW drivers out there can pay 200 bucks a month. Oh God, he keeps following me. For a fucking crackle tune. Yeah, so it looks like uh, our already horrific sound quality is going to be... um, hammered by this truck driver, who's probably wearing fishnets under his jeans. A lot of them do that. And Hills, um, he's just like, just needs to be alongside the Telstra, I suppose. He wants to look cool, don't we all? So yeah, microtransactions. This is crazy. They wanna get you like Spotify or Netflix. Here he comes again. Fuck off, mate. Oh no, great, look. <laughs> Got the brr, brr going, but he has got to stop. Oh, you got the back wheels locked. What a jockey! Um, so, oh, he's got a dart hanging out the window and a booger in the other hand. Um, Microtransactions—they are just gonna fuck you, and before you know it, you're going to be paying, you know, uh, fifteen hundred bucks or two grand extra a year just to have basic shit in your car like a stereo that works. It's fucking hilarious. Like, really, really, here he goes again. Brrr, brrr, boogers, boogers. Yeah, so microtransactions, and don't think it's BMW only. Apparently, uh, the three-pointed star, my fav, Mercedes are investigating the same thing. But people go, hang on, haven't Telstra been doing this for years? Well, they have. You see, in Tesla, you can pay by the month for what's called premium connectivity. A data service. All data services cost fucking money. There aren't too many free data services. Not shit like high beam, right? Oh, and of course, you can buy a performance boost for your long range, Tesla. But it's a one-off. For two grand, tune. You get me? What Tesla does do is offer full self drive in the US on a subscription basis, right? Where you can pay like 200 bucks a month to have it or um, buy it outright with the car for 12 grand. And I think something like FSD, you know, you're living in one area all the time, you don't need it, but if you're going to, you know, Las Vegas for holidays and you want the car to drive you around yourself, spend 200 bucks for the month and after a month of resets that makes perfect and undeniable sense but it's gonna end really really badly for you out there new cars as manufacturers scramble to make more and more money out of you so that they can stay afloat because they've been asleep at the wheel for the last decade turning out four-wheeled rubber band-equipped dog shit, and to keep them from going bankrupt, uh, you're going to tithe every month and give them money so that the dealer principal's kids can still have uh, their European vacations complete with butler and nanny. And here we go again, some idiots going, here we go again, I cannot escape this thing, even in a 500 horsepower Telstra. So if you can't beat them, You know what you do? I'll do what all the piston guys do. Lose to him, and I'll let this vlog go and now he's cutting in front of me. My goodness gracious me, powered by boogers. Well, I hope as the last of the uh, low level mic recordings go that this one was loud enough for you. I spent some money to improve the situation because it would be terrible if, uh, you know, you stop listening, and of course, you know the microphone setup was like six hundred bucks or something. What I should be doing is what every other flog that runs a podcast does, and be implementing a micro transaction fee. Come on, come and give me money on my Patreon. Do I really think that this is worth anything to listen to? <laughs> Absolutely not. You're doing me a favour by, you know, letting me blow off a bit of steam before I've got to deal with people. And again, I'm alongside SS Sweet Sweet Booger, the trucker. Again. Actually, he might be dropping stuff off to work. I better be nice to him. Oh, or he might beat me over the head with a three week old cheese Kransky that he's got stuffed up the leg of his shorts. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Actually, trucks are at their best when they're livestock trucks and they're full of live sheep. And the the sides are open so the poor bastards can breathe. And they take a fire hose piss all over your car and into your vents. That would be one of my favorite things that truckers can do. And here he is again. SS sweet, sweet booger. Well look, anyway, thank you for listening to Range Anxiety. Hope you found that one funny. And Lisa, you're not... Oh, now I've got another one cutting in front of me. You're not getting your Fiat 500. So, bye, babe.